The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best Welcome to the Voice. This is of Search Podcast. Today we're going to go into a Google update. Update. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and advisor to Search Metrics, which is a team of SEO and content marketers, data scientists that use a comprehensive suite of software and services to deliver data and insights that enable marketers to reach their search engine optimization and content marketing goals. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Search Metrics is also a sponsor of the Voices of Search Podcast. And as I said, today Jordan and I are going to discuss Google's Core algorithm update update. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over a hundred technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. Jordan, you know what I'm going to do here now, don't you? Oh, man. Are, are you going to... I knew it. I update, knew update, it. update, 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 <laughs> update. There's the alarm. There it is. <laughs> I'm still confused. Am I in an earthquake? <laughs> um, Feels that nope, way. that's the sound of Google coding. That's yeah. right. We had a big core algorithm update, but this is an update update. So I get to do it again, don't I? That's burr, right. Burr, 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 there burr. it is. There it is. The police are here. This is what Google engineers sound like when they're working. So, <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what they sound like in London? There it is. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. So, I think, uh, I think people are really enjoying the, the alarm sounds, you know, I'm maybe, sure maybe everybody sitting Google at home is not updates. going, shut the heck up, Ben. Yeah, exactly. But uh, they're here for the knowledge. Jordan, we had a Google core algorithm update and we, unlike usual, were right on top of it and got an episode out relatively quickly with not a ton of information when the algorithm update happened. 
So now we've had some time and we've basically seen the entire core algorithm update roll out. What do we know and what's changed since the last time we talked about the Google core algorithm update? Well, the two-week release that was announced and expected, finalized, and Google confirmed that the update was completed at the end of November, I think November 30th. And the reality is that, you know, we saw some, some fluctuations. I think the good news is that, generally speaking, in the middle of the busiest holiday shopping season, for the most part, Google, maybe intentionally, avoided making any changes in that arena. We didn't see anything particularly devastating for e-commerce players, travel players, but more so we, we saw things that were broader changes to the SERP, brand-specific types of changes, and news and media, which, as, as we mentioned in our previous episode, wasn't a surprise as there was a elections and elections globally as well as in the United States. And it was a good time for Google to adjust maybe some of those spam filters. All right. So do I have to give my second mea culpa this year? I was pretty critical of Google for launching an algorithm update right before Black Friday. And part of me wants to be like, hey, I know if you're not doing anything wrong, the algorithm update shouldn't affect you negatively. But SEOs are panicking when they hear core algorithm update. And it seems like Google was true to their word in the sense that there wasn't massive changes for the e-commerce community. And so launching the algorithm update right before the holidays wasn't necessarily detrimental to the community. So, all right, for that, maybe Google was right. But on the flip side, the timing still seems really crappy. I mean, everybody is gripping tight and holding and refreshing Search Console constantly to figuring out if Google just sunk their battleship. So uh, maybe a slight apology due to Google because, you know, the effects of this core algorithm update weren't terrible for e-commerce. On the flip side, we're still all nervous about it. Yeah. I mean, I think that the timing was not really well received, not only by the community, but I think like generally speaking, what I saw a lot of was emails being passed around within organizations that Google is making a change and senior executives who really don't understand how SEO works sitting there going, I don't know what this means and, and why now, right? Like, I think that that was a pretty common occurrence. And I thought it was really good to see, though, that because Google is being proactive with their communication, SEOs and marketing leaders and, and product leaders are able to get out in front of it and say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we're seeing. This is what we're tracking. This is how we're going to monitor the situation. We also did see a kind of a different type of a rollout. And this was announced in a few of the publications, the SEO publications, as well as Twitter, that the rollout itself was partly spam, partly like what you typically see in a core update where they're looking at eat and your money, your life type factors in, in adjusting who ranks. But another big portion of this, especially in the later half of the update was structural. It was we saw knowledge graph become more prevalent for certain branded queries. We saw more site links pop up for branded search terms. And oddly enough, this matriculated into a lot more traffic for brands who already had established positions. So rank position didn't necessarily change. But what you saw is a, a, a shifting in terms of the way the real estate was being used on the SERP. All right. So what I'm hearing from you, I'm thinking of like when you're gardening. Do you have a garden? Yes, of course. Real grass or fake grass? What are we talking about here? 
Well, the majority of my backyard is fake grass, and uh, it is meticulously maintained. <laughs> Jordan, you're such a cheater. Well, I have real grass, and yes. I am responsible for going out and weeding. And every once in a while, I'll see that, you know, the dandelions are coming up in one part of the grass where it's a little sunnier. And then we get the clovers that are coming where it's a little shadier. And Google's basically saying, all right, I see a couple pockets where the weeds are coming in. I'm just going to pluck them out. And they do that with their algorithm update. You mentioned that there's also the changes in traffic. And this is a little bit of a departure from what Google's been doing you know, throughout the last year or the last couple of years where we've seen less traffic coming in towards the top ranking positions, more zero search type queries, answer boxes and whatnot. Now all of a sudden we're seeing Knowledge Graph and more traffic being given. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. You know, is this Google listening to the gripes of the SEO community saying, where'd our traffic go? Or is this purely just a user experience that's, you know, in some edge cases? I mean, I think it's maybe a combination of both. I doubt that Google was listening to us when we were griping about, you know, some of our branded traffic slipping and, and maybe going more towards Google-based properties. May it be YouTube or carousels, image carousels or the like. I do think that this is partly maybe a smart move from Google's standpoint in terms of like a CYA as you go into the end of the year, how your brand is represented in the Google SERP probably maneuver more than anything else. And I'm sure that there's also like some adjustments that they just did to the core algorithm that, that's just more more focused on how do brands get represented in the SERP. And this is something that Google changes a lot. And I would argue that there were probably anywhere between three to four changes around this kind of topic this year alone. And everything from how they dealt with site links to the expansion of those to knowledge graph to the introduction of co-branded properties, that being like Twitter, LinkedIn, other other placements. And so there's been a lot of maneuvering around this this year. So now that we have a chance to look back and the entire algorithm has been rolled out, you know, who do you think won here? Were there any winners and losers? I don't want to 
steal Tyson's thunder for the end of the month. <laughs> but was there anybody that really gained or benefited from this algorithm and who was actually hurt? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Ben. Sector-wise, just like kind of looking at like just generalized sectors, certainly like news and media saw some some slippage in terms of their, their ability to, to maintain visibility and rankings. We saw a massive C-shift change to directory informative type websites, that being websites like Wikipedia, IMDb, a couple of the like the big dictionary type My websites. My favorite one is Urban Dictionary killed it, right? Like <laughs> oh, Urban yes. Dictionary is being considered informational, which is just we've uh, we've yes. come full spectrum here. Right, right. And then on the news and media side, I guess some of the the players that probably saw the biggest hurt were, were, were websites like like Forbes. AP News, a couple of other news I'm outlets say it again. also saw some losses. Urban yes. Dictionary is considered good content now, but AP News and Forbes <laughs> is being punished. We've jumped the shark, everyone. <laughs> well, I think that actually this is the interesting part about this update. And that's why in the beginning of, of this episode, we talked about how it's kind of like twofold over the weeks, which is where in the beginning, it was focused on this quality in spam scenarios, which was really targeted at content scenarios that that these Forbes and AP News and other news outlets lost some traction on. I like to blame it on the Wall Street Journal COVID toe article, but you know, maybe maybe that was too soon, Ben. In any case, the uh, That's a Packers the, reference, isn't it? That is That's a Packers. Aaron Rodgers broke his and, toe and he had COVID. We're calling it COVID toe. You gotta he, catch he, me up here. Yeah, exactly. That's right. He said on a on a podcast that he had COVID toe and a writer for the Wall Street Journal literally took it, took it literally and wrote an article saying that that he had COVID toe when really he just had a fractured toe. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's that's the world we're living in. So how days. did that hurt Forbes' traffic? <laughs> well, well, that didn't hurt specifically Forbes' traffic. But what happened was, I mean, Forbes in particular is, is notorious for having this experience that is very ad-driven. It's very like sequential driven, the top 30 computers to buy this year, it is like 35 clicks to get to see all 30 of those computers. They, they have they have some experience issues that were probably devalued in this update. On the flip side, the Urban Dictionaries and the Wikipedia and, and these other direct IMDB, their game is predominantly a derivative of the change in the SERP. And I wouldn't be surprised if much of their gain didn't result in traffic, but certainly visual representation on the search. All right. So Jordan, let's wrap it up here. What was your big takeaway from this algorithm update? Obviously the timing was, let's call it suspect, but it seems like the actual impact wasn't mega. This isn't Panda. This isn't Penguin, but it was a core algorithm update. Much do about nothing, or is this more of a signaling of something to come? Well, I think this is a signaling of something to come. And if our listeners take anything out of this update as, a, as an area of focus, one thing I would go and spend a lot of time digging into is how are your site links showing up if you're a brand in the SERP? What are the navigational elements on your site that are driving those site links? And how can you better sculpt those to drive higher click-through rate? Because that is, has been one of the biggest changes in the last two to three weeks is just the way Google has used that, as well as Knowledge Graph and other elements on the SERP. And ultimately, like if that's where you can spend some time over the next two to three weeks, you may see some positive gains due to this, due to this update. 
All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is JT Cooney, J-T-K-O-E-N-E, or you could visit his website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 